What's up, guys? Welcome back to Hammerhead Hangs, featuring my guest, Chevy. She's a makeup artist for such bands as Motionless and White and Ice Nine Kills. How are we doing, dude? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Actually, I forgot one. You were just with uh, Blackville Brides in Mexico, correct? I was. Yeah, it was uh, very sweaty. I <laughs> had an experience heat like that in a very long time. I think the last time was uh, 2019 when Ice Nine Kills went to Australia. It was something else. Oh, yeah, I've heard horror, not horror stories about Australia, but like how different the atmosphere is there, you know, from like, you know, Christian and Matt, like we talked about from Currents when they went. And Yeah, it's uh, I always say, like, I loved my experience in Australia. The only bad part of it was coming back because mm -hmm. it's truly uh, uh, time travel. It's yeah. it, it messes you up and you have to adjust between uh, the time, your sleep schedule and just everything surrounding it's yeah gotcha gotcha so um while you were there I mean I've never you know been on tour or anything like that when you're in like a location like that like a really nice um I don't I don't know if it's tropical or not but when it's a really nice area like that do you like kind of do vacation stuff do you guys try to go out and do some fun stuff while you're working or how does that work so as a crew member, it can be a little tricky because, you know, you're setting up the show, you're kind of, you're building the stage, or you're just really involved in making sure that your job's getting done. Mm -hmm. So usually as a crew member, you don't always have the leisure to go out and see what's down the street or, you know, see this landmark that's been, you know, for X amount of hundreds of years. So off days for crew people are a little more of the prime time to really go out and explore and experience things, um, depending on where you are. I mean, sometimes in the States, you'll end up at, you know, some mall parking lot and uh, there's a whatever movie is just released that you get to go see. Um, and then there's like a Wendy's right down the way. So uh, depends on where you're at. But the band, of course, gets to experience it all. Um, so yeah, it really depends. Uh, you get to see a lot of cool places and um, sometimes you just see the same stuff every off day. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of that uh, regarding the US tours that it's just a lot of seeing the same, you know, the same Walmart parking lot, the same A, B, C, and D. And um, something I, I wanted to ask you before I forgot, and I mean, Blackfield Brides, Ice Night Kills, and Emotionless White, I mean, how does it feel to work with the Trinity of Terror? I mean, has there been any dates where you've worked with all three of them? at the same time or no no so trinity i was strictly with ice Nine. um okay. i did i did kind of cross in a sense because i hosted and and uh uh ran like helped assist uh ice Nine kills tour manager don moses with like i helped her and we did vip together gotcha. so that was the only real job that I had that involved all three bands at the same time. Mm -hmm. Other than that, I was just, you know, character acting and wardrobe and, um, and taking care of ice nine where of course, like I still interacted and had friends in both, uh, uh motionless and black But after Trinity ended black um, was looking for an, another production assistant to go out and continue with them. And, um, I had downtime because an Ice Nine Kills tour that was originally supposed to start immediately got pushed back due to Metallica dates that got booked. Mm -hmm. So it was a great opportunity to kind of fill in my time and also work with a band officially, like a brand new band. Um, but with Motionless, it's been like magazine shoots, a couple photo shoots, and of course, just really good hangs. And yeah. um, 
uh, yeah, so it's been it's been great to find friendship and a real connection in all of these amazing bands. Some, you know, a couple of them that I listened to and attended their shows and, you know, even even, you know, just was on the other end and I got to see them. So now that I kind of have that connection and friendship and real uh, bond with it's mm-hmm. uh, it's surreal. Definitely 100 um... percent. I definitely know the the feeling um, doing this podcast. I mean, I, I've gotten to meet some, you know, bands that I've grew up listening to, like Fame on Fire. I know they were kind of newer when I was coming into it, but, you know, them, Bad Omens, uh, Dayseeker, Make Them Suffer. I love the guys, uh, the drummer of Make Them Suffer. That dude's so funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah. yeah, just bands like that. Like, I totally feel you on that. And it's definitely like a surreal experience to like grow up listening to these bands and then like meeting them in person. Yeah. You always hear how like, you know, these guys are or these people, they're, you know, they're human too. And while it's, it's, it's true, but getting to have one-on-one connections with them, it really, uh, it just really like solidifies that statement. Oh, hundred percent, 1000%. So I I wanted to ask you, I mean, so I know you kind of got into this within the, uh, the makeup side, but regarding the Ice Nine Kills um, character actor stuff during their set, how did that come about? Did they ask you or were you kind of just like, I want to do this. Like, this sounds fucking awesome. They, so Spencer asked me, um, you're right. I was originally just hired to do SFX makeup. Mm-hmm. I had, you know, no idea what else to expect uh, coming into the touring industry. I knew absolutely nothing. I didn't know like load in, load out, stage left, stage right. Like I was as green as it can be. Um, and of course through, uh, the mentorship of Ice Nine Kills tour manager, Dawn, like I can't, I cannot praise her enough from everything she has taught me to now even. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and everybody else, the band included, they've, they've really like guided me and the crew. They've been so supportive. So my entire time with Ice Nine has been such a learning experience, both good and bad. You learn a lot, but yeah. So I started out with, with makeup and the very first day of my first tour, Spencer comes up to me, he goes, so how would you be interested or would you be interested in, you know, uh, coming out as a character for Thank God It's Friday? Yeah. Um, and I said, OK, like, what what would I do? He goes, well, you've seen Friday the 13th, right? You know, like Jason's mother, uh, Pamela Voorhees, she's psychotic and she's killing all the kids. And uh, for that part of the song, like you would come out and just kind of do that moment. And I thought about it. And I was like, OK. Not what I was expecting to do. Um, and I've done theater when I was in grade school. So I wasn't, I've, I've never been super shy, but my mental when going into this was definitely to be behind the scenes and not on the stage. So I was yeah. very, uh, I had to like kind of readjust my mental to prepare myself to be in front of a crowd. Mm-hmm. So my very, very first character was in fact Mama Voorhees for Thank God It's Friday. That's so sick. And then from there, it just continued. It was, how about we do this? How about we add this character? And what if we, like, what what else can we add here? So, you know, when I originally uh, went to Spencer and and uh, uh, Dawn and, and a couple other people in regards to wanting to join the crew, you know, mm-hmm. I said I wanted to help collab and build the production, elevate the, the production that is Ice Nine Kills because they were already doing their costumes. They were already kind of, you know, paving the way themselves. So I really wanted to come in and just really push that image. And with collabing with Spencer and having all sorts of different, you know, ideas bouncing off of each other, uh, referencing movie scenes, like we really like 
went forth and did it and it was it's yeah it's, it's what you see now yeah it's it's killer i mean i saw you guys i think you might have been with them so i it was my first time seeing ice nine kills it was the strand in rhode island 2000 and i want to say 21 ish and i i remember i was like oh i want to see these guys like i love horror movies like i've never even you know i didn't listen to them that much and i just remember that first like right before they go on when they had the curtains up and they kind of had like jason's music come in and it was like almost Uh like a symphony i was like oh i was like i'm in for it i was like i don't know what this is gonna be but it's gonna be sick now right are you are you georgie as well um a lot of the times so yes so up until um it was up until 2021 so when so uh uh before the pandemic all the guys were in their costumes. So Ricky was Georgie. Okay. And he would do, you know, the little bit before the song with Spencer. Uh, when we came back and we transitioned into the Welcome to Horrorwood um, costuming, mm-hmm. so the boys would wear their tuxes or suits, rather, um, I took on the role of Georgie. I took on a lot of more of the characters so we can still do the bits that the songs called for that we were used to in our routine. Gotcha. But yeah, previously, you know, Ricky was Georgie, uh, Joe was a crow, um, Patrick was between, you know, a Saw character or a Backwoods kind of character, and then Billy the Puppet from Saw, just to kind of like really make it flexible and still be in the Silver Scream universe. And then when we transitioned into the Welcome to Horrorwood universe, we broke a lot of that, those characters that you used to see on stage. That's so crazy to think about that you guys, you know, went you know, there's a lot of metalcore bands and there's a lot of metal bands out here that are doing a lot, but I feel like you guys are building like a lore. Like I know there already is lore because of these movies, but you're building almost your own lore with the stage stuff that you guys are doing. And I feel like it's really cool because not a lot of bands put that kind of effort into it anymore, you know? Spencer really goes all out. He pays Mm -hmm. attention to the finest details sometimes that, you know, you don't realize until after the fact or even like down the line. Uh, that he the reason he wants it or how it goes a certain way Um, and granted too like with so many moving factors on stage like we definitely have to pay attention to the little things like for ex mortis for example that you know is a song that calls for uh, the deadite the female deadite linda character to be extremely active so maneuvering between the band members hitting the riser certain cues on certain parts of the songs it's a you know, little things like that, we really like try to to hit and, and choreograph super hard because uh, it can go wrong really fast and someone could get hurt. Yeah, 100%. Things could go wrong very, very quick. Actually, before we got started, I forgot to tell you, I, I also work in the event industry. Um, I do a lot of, I know you probably know this venue. I do a lot of work with the Worcester Palladium and stuff. So. Oh my I gosh. Know, yes. Yeah. I My favorite venue ever. I see like every show there. I love that fucking venue, but um, it's a great venue. Oh, it's su- such a sick venue. <laughs> but I trust me, there's been days where shit has gone downhill quick. <laughs> we're like, all right, we got to figure it out. Like what's mm-hmm. going on? But um, I wanted, you know, we, we talked about the bands you were with and, and, you know, obviously as a metal fan, I love them. But I really wanted to ask you, I mean, what got you into makeup? I mean, what got you into the special effects side of it, uh, of that? So I had always, you know, been a horror, horror lover. My mom would do like Halloween stuff year round, right? Mm -hmm. Um, My first horror movie was uh, Tales from the Crypt Demon Knight. And uh, so I I got 
thrown into the culture very, very early on in my life. So growing up, just realize like seeing all sorts of different monsters and creatures and effects. Um, it wasn't until that I watched the show Face Off that I thought maybe I could, you know, make this a career. I would I would be super interested in building my own monsters or creating uh, uh, a visual that people thought it would be real. You know, bringing bringing creativity to life in a way and um, it, I, uh, I really started to hone in and play with like latex and sin wax when I got to college. Mm -hmm. uh, high school, I was still doing, you know, the raccoon eyes from the eyeliner I stole from my mom. So <laughs> <laughs> um, college, I had a little more free time to explore and see different types of uh, materials and uh, mediums to play with. And from then on, I've just practiced and tried different things and yeah. Gotcha. Um, now, this is kind of a two-parter. Um, is there a movie or a franchise that you would love to work on? And B, have you been um, contacted to work on any movies or anything after working with Ice Nine? Uh, I unfortunately have not been contacted by any uh, film producers or anybody to work on films. I would absolutely love to, if given the opportunity, however, because I'm so heavily involved in touring, um, it might not be a reality, but I will still keep my fingers crossed and maybe one day I'll be as lucky to do something that cool. Um, but I would absolutely love if given the opportunity to be involved in anything that has to do with Hellraiser. Mm. I think the Cenobite designs, both the original and even the new ones, mm. uh, the Hulu original were uh, just mind blowing and beautiful. Uh, even the new ones that was all practical, hand done really detailed and i thoroughly enjoy those designs i think they're uh just are so original and one of a kind hell yeah um i wanted to get your opinion because you just said 100 practical and it brought me back a little bit i remember watching i think it was season four of stranger things i learned that uh the villain or it might be season five i don't remember uh, that Vecna, the villain, is 100% practical. I mean, did you check that out? That is insane. It is mind-blowing. And yeah. I, I, you know, I, it's, I understand the whole, like, you know, time is money and, you know, quality over just, just everything going into uh, uh, effects, you know, like people want the real stuff, but it costs so much money and then it pushes production and, you know, the, they just want the movie out so they can get all their money back so everybody can get paid so it's a it's a whole thing that's connected and it's very understandable why certain things might have happened of course like budget involved but yeah seeing Vecna and the fact that that production took its time and did that character that villain right it it's all worth it it made it it, it made it look 10 times better um I can't even imagine how it could have looked if it was cgi because it looked flawless like I, anything less just probably wouldn't have done it for me oh yeah i remember seeing him for the first time um because i know i know this is blasphemy but i never watched the show i just watched the parts with him in it because i really wanted to see what he looked like but um i remember seeing him for the first time in the upside down it was the same feeling i got when i saw uh robert england as freddy krueger wow. i was like it gave me like it gave me almost like chills. Like I was like, Oh, I was like, this is like, this is rough. Like, this is cool. I like that. 
Yeah. The whole production for that season two, like went so hard and I'm very, very eager to see the next season. I, I have watched all of them thus far and, and, you know, Eddie Munson. Yeah. <laughs> I am hoping for a comeback. I'm staying so hopeful, but we'll see. Um, they use all sorts of different things like pool noodles, uh, frayed rope and, and, and resin, like all sorts of really cool things that, that are just out of the box. You wouldn't think to use for the, for the set design of the upside down. It's, uh, it's interesting. Just all the different things you can create from obscure objects to build such a great production. Gotcha. Gotcha. Um, I wanted to kind of move, I wanted to shift a little bit towards another artist that not necessarily does what Ice Nine does, but he wears a lot of makeup. How hard do you think it is to apply that makeup that Sleep Token wears in his new kind of getup? Um, you know, from what I can see by pictures, it's just pure black paint. I don't mm -hmm. know what kind of paint. I mean, if it's if it's just plain black acrylic paint, then like more power to them because, you know, I don't know what brand it is that it doesn't move. I mean, even motionless, I've tried to, you know, joke with Ryan and be like, so uh, what's that black paint you got in there? And he goes, it's a secret. And then I remember uh, it was actually the beginning of the Dark Horizons tour. I was I was pulling his leg to just joke and be like, so where's that black paint, Ryan? And he he took the, the bottle, the actual bottle that they use and taped it up and says, motion or MIW secret black paint. And it was, oh, that's funny. It, was a, it was such a funny moment. But yeah, I mean, Sometimes something simple like that just really does the job. But mm -hmm. from what I can see for uh, to speak to Sleep Token, it looks like it's just black paint. I don't see. And then they're masks. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't exactly know what their secret is. I got you. Yeah, because I was I was looking at pictures of like live stuff because I'm seeing them at the end of September. And I'm like, dude, this is like crazy. Like, I thought it was just a dude wearing a robe and a mask. But he is legit like he puts like the fake blood and stuff. And I was like. Oh, like that's very interesting because, like, I don't, I feel like doing a whole set and sweating with that, it would start to run. I it, you know, then unless they have like a real good setting spray, or for some reason his body just doesn't sweat. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, uh, Patrick Galanti, for example, you know, when I was doing their their uh, makeup, when we were originally doing the character makeup, we would do like black eyes and some black uh, painted accents, and when he would wear the the piggy mask from playing the songs and sweating, his makeup would actually like drip and look different when he took up the mask. So sometimes we would like play with placement of the paint so that it would run and, and look sick when he took the mask off. Um, and then shifting into horror wood makeup, uh, I never actually used any sort of setting spray on him because the setting spray that I used is waterproof mm -hmm. um, and just like really tight knit of a, of a setting spray and it, clogged his pores that he couldn't sweat oh, so man. so we just stopped using it on him and i use it on the other guys too but but just just to speak to like a setting spray so your makeup doesn't run yeah everybody's so different with different products that they use but hopefully one day i can learn that sleep token secret i'd be really interested right i feel like there's a lot of things about that band and just vessel himself that a lot of people are like we just want to know and like it's a very interesting band very interesting uh marketing uh, scheme. I like that. I, I like bands yeah. that do stuff like that. Yeah. But um, I wanted to ask you um, this year, are you going to, uh, what's it called? The Silver Scream Con? I've never been. I've never. Uh, so I unfortunately will not be able 
uh, to make an appearance at Silver Scream Con. I did go last year. Um, I did the performance and everything, but I have a touring conflict. Uh, so I unfortunately will not be able to be there and see, you know, all the all the Ice Nine fans and of course the guys. Uh, I really wish I could because this year looks absolutely insane. But yeah, I unfortunately can't be there. Gotcha. Can you announce or just say the band that it is or no, it's off off the grid for the tour that you're they're going to that's conflicting with it? Um well you so with the date of this, uh I was actually going to announce uh who I'll be going out with. Uh so with the date of this is actually works out totally fine and I'm and I'm okay with saying it. So funny enough, um I will be on the sleep token tour around the US. Yo, my wait, 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 wait. <laughs> Are you going to Louder Than Life? Wherever they'll go on this US tour, I'll be there. So yeah. So Kentucky. Louisville I believe so yeah dude I'm gonna be there backstage with my company oh my gosh yeah we'll have to meet up that'd be dude, great that's gonna be sick I'm so nice. that's where I'm seeing them I'm so excited okay perfect dude that's killer that's so killer thank you thank you I am I am over the moon excited so yeah that's this is my this is my two weeks to prepare and and get ready to go and yeah our first show will be Blue Ridge I swear I have an intuition for things and I don't know why, but I, for some reason I was like, <laughs> I was like, I feel like sleep token would be a kind of cool band to do makeup for, but uh, it, yeah, I, um, I was supposed to go to Blue Ridge. So I have a ticket. I'm still thinking if I want to go or not, but they didn't give me a media pass. So I was like, I was only going cause I wanted to do interviews and stuff. And I was like, ah, of course. so I might skip it. Just do, I'm doing louder than life aftershock and then i think next year i'm doing rockville and incarnation i believe okay cool i, I think <laughs> i think but well i hope it works out me too me too i love doing this i mean i i just you know i do music as well i'm, I'm in a band i'm in the, the massachusetts metalcore scene but and that, that's working out and i love it but i mean i just love sitting people down you know like yourself and like the band members and, and just shooting the shit and learning about you know i love asking questions oh yeah so um, I gotta ask, and I'm not, I'm not going to be the person to be like, do you know who it is? But I got to ask, how did you get that? I mean, do you talk to the band members directly or do you go, do you go through a whole list of kind of like managers and PR people? Because like, I feel like a band that wants to be that secretive kind of has a way to work around that. So when I went to, uh, the UK with Black Veil, which okay. was like my first tour with them, it was a very short two weeks. Mm -hmm. Um, they actually locally sourced crew out in the UK. So it was, you know, financially not, not a pain in the butt to bring everybody from the U S over to the UK. So there's, there's crew people in the UK that we utilized mm -hmm. and three of the crew members happened to be a part of sleep tokens crew. Oh, okay. Okay. I got so you, I got yeah. You. So being a production assistant for black Bill, I worked really close with, you know, the road manager that was on the road, who's actually the production manager for sleep token and the front of house, uh, uh, you know, audio guy. So, yeah. you know, being close working with him and working with the band, you know, he really liked my work ethic. He said, I am a great asset. So, you know, he's like, I would love to have you with, you know, the sleep token guys, you absolutely kill it, you know, and I did express to him, like, I'm not primarily a production man, uh, assistant, but I am really enjoying this. And I am trying to continue so I can learn more and eventually maybe go up higher in the ranks when I want maybe 
whenever the day comes, who knows, you know, life can lead you anywhere that I want to take a step back from makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so he kind of, he kind of is like, I got you, you know, whatever. Um, and then, yeah, I, uh, I got the call when I was in Europe with ice nine, that was my last tour with them for this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. That's wild. That's, that's got to be so cool to work for a band that's that kind of secretive of their identity. Like, I, I feel like there's got to be like some precautions taken, you know? There definitely is. I mean, I have, I'm having a meeting uh, sometime this week to like make sure everything is good. Everyone mm-hmm. understands the protocol and procedure and that we're all on the same page, but yeah, yeah they definitely, uh, they're definitely an interesting group. And I just, I just, I'm very excited to get involved. hundred percent, hundred percent. So I know, um, you're on TikTok. I'm on TikTok as well. And and I, I hate reading the comments about, I'll see a video of Sleep Token and I hate reading the comments of people that's like either trying to blow up their spot on, you know, saying, oh, he might be this or he might be that. It's like, dude, like let them do their thing. They're doing something really cool. Don't ruin it. It's like Santa yeah. Claus. It's like Santa Claus. Don't ruin it. <laughs> like I, yeah, I agree. Like, like they're, they're putting out good music. They're, they're thriving. Like yeah. let them have their moment. It doesn't matter who it is. Cause at the end of the day, you're, it's fine. Yeah. So it, I, I love that. And I, that's why uh, I would never be like, Hey, who is that? Cause like, yeah. it doesn't matter. Sleep token is sleep token. And that's what they want. That's the, the kind of image they want perceived. And I love all right. it. I, all power to them, honestly. Cause like, I couldn't do that. I can't keep a secret. So <laughs> <laughs> I can't like when I get somebody huge for my podcast, like I got, who was it? Uh, somebody that I like, Oh, th- and this episode hasn't even released yet, but I'm just going to say it. Cause people know, um, I had little Lotus on, so that, wow, was, really, that nice. was, that was really cool. Love that guy. He told a story, you know what? No, cause he said it. Cause he, I'm going to say it. Cause he said it. He told a okay. story that made me and my business partner start crying, laughing about how he was in LA at like a photo shoot or something. And, um, he accidentally, um, he had to use the restroom and the problem oh, is no. he couldn't get there in time. <laughs> and he t- here's the here's 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 the issue though here's the issue that's not even the worst part the worst part is that he like he like went to the bathroom and like took his underwear off and put it in a bag and tied it up and threw it across oh my goodness i can't i don't know how i would react if i was the person to witness that (laughs) well somebody caught him and literally went up to him and said hey man so like i'm not gonna clean it up but somebody's got to clean. And I, me and my, me and my guy were laughing. Our, Cause why would you be telling us this? Like I, we, I have to put that episode up at some point. We did it like yeah. a year ago and it's just been sitting there. Oh um, my gosh. He is the funniest and just most genuine dude ever. I love that guy. I love to hear that. That's great. Yeah. He's, he's funny. The stories he has, he's, he's an awesome storyteller. I don't know if you watch a lot of podcasts, but like, he gives me like the Joey Diaz kind of vibe of like how he tells stories. You kind of okay. get you kind of get lost in how he like the details and stuff. I love it. That's sick. I I I'm not super podcast in tune, um, but I have heard a, a couple. Gotcha. I'm I'm very, you know, I don't know if this is blasphemy because I run a podcast, but I don't listen to a lot either. I don't either. Uh, Joe from My Stein had one that he did like over the pandemic, and mm-hmm. I think because it was somebody that I uh, uh support and know. Mm-hmm. I was more inclined to like hear his stories, especially Joe, because, you know, he has been in 
the like industry for so long between like the Venetia fair and, and being a promoter himself at some point, And now like growing into being involved with ice nine, as far as like album writing production also, and, and all sorts of stuff. Um, and he's doing all like songwriting too, for people in Los Angeles. So like, he's one of the more smart musicians that I've ever met. Like, like sometimes the stuff that he creates and in, 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 it, at the, at the drop of a hat like i cannot it's mesmerizing definitely um actually a funny funny enough i was actually talking to ricky a couple weeks ago about possibly mixing one of my band's new songs um but then we put a we put a hold on that but uh i might get back with him and and you know we have some new music that's coming that i think he would uh he'd really dig so and he's, I, he's I into said it. it yeah definitely do it if you ever have the chance to even you know travel down to his studio in pennsylvania i know you're mm -hmm. like a little more up up east but if you ever have the chance to his dog starks makes it all worth it <laughs> he's the best i gotcha i love dogs man i love i was my i i have a cat i have a cat that usually comes in through the podcasts and just walks around oh yeah she's uh she's awesome she's like a she's a full-blooded blue russian but she has long hair She's oh, like, baby. She's like wicked fat, but, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to, you know, I seen the, the posters behind you and I seen you have, I think that's the shining Texas chainsaw massacre. And yeah, yeah. I want, I kind of wanted to ask you, I mean, what was your first kind of memory of a horror movie? Do you remember the first kind of movie that like traumatized you? There was, so yeah, there's a couple, um, there's this really cheesy, uh, kind of bad movie uh darkness falls mm -hmm. it's very silly it's about essentially the tooth fairy but um the whole premise was you know this woman uh the town like murdered her set her on fire set her house on fire now she she's all scarred up and everything but she would collect the children's teeth and, and reward them and they go about their day so anyway um basically she doesn't like to be in the light so the whole time after i watched this movie for i don't know how long but like i would just run from room to room turning on the lights turning them off because i didn't want the witch to get me um or the tooth fairy to get me which is very silly to say and then after that was the ring yes not so much that i you know couldn't couldn't sleep in the dark i was fine with sleeping in the dark but there was a prank that my mom pulled on me and this was when house phones were still a thing. <laughs> um, so I, we had we had one in the very front uh, when you first walk into my uh, to my house. Mm -hmm. And my mom, there was a computer room in the back of the house. So I come home from school, I put my stuff down, um, getting situated, and then the house phone rings. And uh, my mom calls like, "Oh, can you get that?" I said, "Yeah, okay." So I answer it, and then I hear this raspy voice say seven days kind of thing and i scream and i throw the phone and of course i hear my mother now in the back laughing her ass off because she just full-on pranked me and I said that's not funny that's so, hilarious I yeah that. yeah um so as far as it goes those are probably like my only two that stands out from my childhood mm -hmm. um as an adult i like to consider myself an adult um <laughs> i don't like I'll tolerate, but I don't like dolls. Dude, like, same. Chucky, Tiffany, you know, anything that's bloody and all gored up, fine. I know you, you're presenting yourself that way, you're fine. But when it comes to something along the lines of like dead silence, mm 
or a ventriloquist dummy or the old like vintage porcelain cherub dolls with with the eyes that like can nope no thank you you stay over there i'm gonna we're we're good i'm i'm the same exact way i can watch every horror movie franchise ever and you put chucky in front of me i don't know what it, i get so skeeved out i don't <laughs> it's like uh what's the word it's uh unpleasant valley it's things that look human but aren't and it free i hate stuff like that yeah dolls are not there was one venue um i had to go down in the basement to uh to do laundry for the costumes it was Mm. an early day and there were there were hallways and all sorts of everything and finally i find it but the room before the washer and dryer there's just a couch dusty awful like like it looks like it has the room hasn't been used in in how, god knows how long there's just dolls sitting there baby dolls sitting uh. on the couch and i go and i'm like what so i like you know the kind of like scoot around yeah. the corner of the door to like not go near them being slightly dramatic but i'm by myself and i'm in this basement that i just had to go through you know all these sorts of doors and hallways to get to and i so I finally get upstairs and I say to, to a venue worker, I'm like, what is that? What's downstairs? Why is that there? And I think their response was something along the lines of, we just found them and they've been there. As if that brought yeah. me any more comfort going down there. So That's I- That's worse. Yeah. That's so, worse. So from that point on the rest of the day, I had someone come down with me because I was, I was not- keen on just being in a basement with a bunch of dolls and <laughs> yeah. No, hundred percent. That's that is all. If somebody told me that, I would never go down there again. But um, I have a very similar story. So actually, talking about the Worcester Palladium, when we used to do the stage builds and break them down, I live in Rhode Island. I don't want to drive an hour home. Um, when I first started working there, they used to let me sleep there, like on the couches. Here's okay. the problem. Here's the problem is that they turn all the lights off. I'm alone in this venue. I am by myself. No, no, no. I lied. Somebody's sleeping in the office. I'm on the upstairs venue on the leather couch. You know, the leather couches. I'm up yeah, on yeah. there, but I put, I put a sheet down. Cause I was like, this, you know, I don't know what weird shit has happened throughout the year. So I put a sheet down, I fall asleep and uh, I'm hearing like the craziest shit you could imagine ever. Like, I'm like, dude, somebody's here with me. Like, I don't know what's happening. And I wake up in the morning and I go up to the night manager. I'm like, Hey man, like, is this place like haunted? He's like, oh yeah, dude. He's like, we had ghost hunters here, ghost adventures here like two years ago. I was like, oh, thanks for leaving me alone, guy. <laughs> I was like, I was alone all night. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, I would go back. It was, but it was so scary. I I remember waking up at like two in the morning and being like, dude, somebody's like here, like hanging out, <laughs> like making a drink or something. Like I can hear the downstairs bar, like something's happening. Yeah, absolutely. That's was- the- yeah. more power to you <laughs> it was insane it was it was uh but it's a cool story i mean i mean how many people can say that they slept in the worcester palladium <laughs> not many for sure yeah it was definitely a wild night but um but yeah i wanted to kind of you know i i'm very adhd so i always switch topics it's you, you'll notice that but You're I wanted, super fine i wanted to ask you i know that motionless was a bucket list band for you but is there another bucket list like band or artist that you would love to either just do their makeup or just kind of, you know, hang out and work for? Um, I would love to work with, you know, absolutely anybody that's willing to, to uh, throw out some creativity. You know, I, I definitely am, am all about uh, 
building production and visuals and imagery. So like, I'm all for, I'm game. Like you tell me what you want. If you're, if you're, if you're going the spooky realm, like let's go, that's, that's my jam. Um, but I think as far as like a goal or something that I probably would not be able to comprehend uh, is, is probably like Lady Gaga or Katy Perry, or even like if Slipknot wanted to get creative and not that I think they ever would and they shouldn't, but if for some crazy reason they want to like take away some of their mask elements and started to move into makeup, um, that would be insane. But again, I don't think that would ever happen. Um, but yeah, I, uh, I'm down for anything and everything as far as creativity goes. And I love being challenged. So yeah, I think, I think definitely like Gaga or Katy Perry, uh, even Kesha would be sick. That's but for insane. bands, but for bands, you know, anybody that's that's open and willing to put in, like have an input, you know, it's one thing when a, when somebody or an artist or a client that I'm working with, whether it's a music video photo shoot or or a performance, you know, for stage, mm-hmm. um, it's it's fine when they say, you know, do whatever you want, like it's fine, like whatever. But it it means more to to me as an artist, at least when somebody's, you know, gives feedback or gives a direction of what they're going for. Mm -hmm. So if somebody can say like, you know, I'm thinking this, or here's a reference image, um, you know, you don't have to copy this, but I really would like at least this element from this reference photo. So being able to give feedback and, and work with uh, a base really helps me personally i know some other artists are able to just come off on the fly because they've been hoarding some some uh inspirations for so long but i equally have adhd so i'm just like we're just going going give me something give me something i need to i needed it right now so yeah that is me 100 when we're doing like the stage stuff it's like all right lighting's done all right i'm, go- I'm running into video all right i'm doing this i'm doing that yep. I'm asking a million people what can i do it's like i i love it i love just being that's i think that's why i like to work in that atmosphere is because i just love to I love to just go, go, go. And then when I have my chill time to have my chill time, I hate jobs that are like, all right, here's a little bit. All right, you're done. Here's a little bit. Like I hate desk jobs. I hate corporate jobs. This, this life is, is, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. I get asked a lot, you know, like, what's it like to tour or, you know, how people express how badly they want to get into the touring aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's really not for everybody. You yeah. definitely have to be able to jump when someone says jump, you need to be able to uh, live out of a backpack, essentially, um, you know, be okay with being uncomfortable in certain in certain situations and definitely like, yeah, go, 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 go. Like it has to be done at this time. This has to get done before this gets done. Like we're waiting on you to do this one thing. Like, you know, like lighting can't get set up until you know, this fixture comes in or um, we now need to wait because something went wrong in this department. And yeah, a lot, of, a lot of things are very all at once. So I, yeah, I get it. hundred um, percent. I was, I was always thinking about, you know, going on tours as crew and stuff, but um, I hardcore worked for it for so long. And then I, I kind of stopped because, you know, I started doing the podcast and the band and stuff, but um, a huge thing that if, you know, if anybody looking at this wants to tour, you know, I, I haven't toured, so feel free to tell me I'm wrong, but I feel like it's very much almost like the military. I was in the military and, it, you know, we, it, it's go, it's, it's hurry up and wait and go, go, go all the time. Like it's, it's 
you do what you say and you get stuff done and you just got to know your job because if you don't know your job, you're inconveniencing a lot of other people. Um, I would say that's true to a point, mm-hmm. you know, um, obviously you, you want to know your craft so that when it comes time for, you know, your department to shine, that you can obviously execute it mm-hmm. and the show can continue and the production can, can be finished so that the band can, you know, the show can, can happen which is why we're all there. Yeah. Um, but I will say, you know, a lot of people have given me feedback because I've also asked, you know, experienced musicians and, and or even just people that I surround myself with, like, like, what would you say something that if somebody do- who wants to get in this, like, what would be some pointers just out, out of curiosity for me? You know, I, I'm just curious, like where their perspective is, like what they yeah. think is important. And more or less, a lot of people have expressed that don't be a shitty person. Like, obviously, it's beneficial to know your craft. You know, you if you say you're a a lighting director or you know how to tune guitars and um, the experience and the knowledge is not required, but it should be there. But even if you don't know exactly how to do everything, as long as you're not a shitty person, you're good to be around and good vibes and just not difficult the knowledge and the experience will come, you know, it's, it's, I, I try to say this a lot too, that, you know, being on the road, it's hard enough because you're away from your, your normal routine. You're away from your family, away from your friends, away from uh, your comfort, your space, and just something that is familiar. And you're shoved into this little bubble that um, gets to do great things, you know, that, that travels the world and you're with great, you know, you're with exciting people and, and, um, you're putting on a show every day, but you know, if there's that one person that makes everybody's day shit, you know, that's nobody wants them there. It's hard enough to not be in the comfort of your own bed. Like don't, don't make it worse. You know? Yeah. We, we've definitely had a fair share of people who'd come through and would be, uh, everybody else in the band or you know on the crew would be awesome and then there'd be that one person that everybody would be like yeah watch out for them like like they're just they're just they they're downers bro they just bring you down and like you could just tell that everybody else in the tour is just like that fucking guy <laughs> like yeah 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 um yeah i mean i would say personally you know in my experience as i said earlier on this on this episode like i didn't know anything mm-hmm. i didn't know what it meant to load in, what it meant to load out. I, I gathered, you know, cl- like, you know, context clues and everything, but I, I, through, uh, uh, being guided and the support and, and learning and just knowing that, like, okay, I'm a makeup artist. I know how to do makeup. And then eventually like branching out into different departments. So like for VIP and assisting the tour manager and, um, making sure my department was set clear. Good. Because that was my job like you you learn so much and um being a being an open-minded person willing to take criticism willing to learn and accept you know that okay i made a mistake like how can i do better it it really can take you so many places 100 percent accountability is huge if it's it's actually very rare um to hear somebody kind of go i mean at least with people around me to hear people be like i fucked up like i'm gonna you know, I'll fix it. And like, I feel like if somebody has that accountability, uh, somebody who is in a higher spot than you will be like, well, this person can be molded. This person can learn. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're like a prodigy, if you, if you can't 
be molded or if you can't learn then there's no there's no hope you know right and not not to put a downer on on the whole sentiment of it all like sometimes there are bands that will be like you messed up on this show like you're gone after this like we're gonna have a replacement for you i mean it happens right like sometimes a band is like uh can can have the mindset like this is our show this is our tour you said you could do this you obviously can't so we're gonna get somebody that can is it right is it wrong i like you know it it really depends i've I have never personally experienced that. I don't know yeah. anybody personally that has. I've heard, you know, people talk, but some 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 bands are uh, are are just like that. Yeah. And I, I wouldn't I wouldn't ever like if somebody came to me and be like, "You know what? Like this is bad. I thought you could do better and we're going to find somebody else." And I I would hurt my feelings a little bit, but you know what? I would look at it as, in a way of like well, they just didn't like my work. They didn't like the way that I did something. And that's fine because they're allowed to. So hopefully they find somebody that will be able to give them what they want in a way that they want. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hell yeah. Well, um, I wanted to kind of move a little bit to kind of um, a different part of the podcast. Usually here, what I'll do with bands is I will ask them some questions um regarding it's almost like a game of easiest to hardest but i feel like because i I rebranded the podcast i don't know if you saw the new logo if not i'll send it to you um i think it's up actually i think people can see it now um i'm actually expanding this podcast to not just music but you're actually my first guest that's not uh a musician or 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 i've had tour managers but you're the first one where you're in your own category of i actually have my own like makeup and art category i have uh music sick yeah, dude, it's sick. I'm going to have, like, it's going to be cool how, how I set it up on, like, the YouTube and Spotify. I'm going to have music, uh, acting, like, comedy, and then um, makeup artists and just art. I'll have you there. And then I'm actually going to have, like, other podcasters and comics at some point. That's so sick. I'm so excited for you. That's going to be great. Thank you. I really appreciate that. I had a, a, a great mentor, actually, who's been helping me. He's, uh, I don't know if you've ever met them. Have you met the Shinedown crew? I haven't had the pleasure, no, but I've heard uh, great things. So, John, John, I know you're going to watch this because you watch all of my episodes. John, <laughs> the director of security, he is director of uh, security for Shinedown, Nickelback, Motley Crue. Um, the man does incredible things, but he actually is the reason why I started this, um, this, this podcast. Well, my first podcast, but he, you know, I remember just hitting him up and texting him throughout the day, like a million questions, like, how do I do this? And how do I get it on Spotify? And how do I distribute it? And da, 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 da. and yeah, now I'm at to this point. So go check out Silver Talk podcast, uh, Spear Talk. I'm so sorry, John. I get your, he has a different business. Spear Talk pod, podcast, go check it out. But before we end, I wanted to ask you, is there anything you want to plug, any friends, anything that you're doing, um, anything that you just want people to know? Um, so you can catch me out, uh, this year on the U S run for sleep token. And then I will also be joining black belt brides with their, uh, with the hailstorm tour in the, in the UK and Europe run. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my best friend, uh, Gorhees, she is currently working on a, small indie film but they're doing really cool big things uh the name of the film is flapjack um unsure of when production is coming out but she's currently working on a movie set and doing really awesome things so if you like my art you will definitely fall in love with her art 
Um, she's on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter. So please definitely go check out her stuff and give her some love. Um, and yeah, definitely just keep up with, with myself and um, all the cool things to be coming. Hell yeah, definitely. And I, it, seriously, it's been a pleasure. I'm so glad we got the schedules to work out. And I would definitely love to have you back in the future, dude. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much. This has been super fun. Oh, I'm going to do